You a hater, hater bear. Like, rate, review, share, worship. Yo. What's going on? You know. Same shit, different day. We all made we all made a bike. Bike, right. Move all turns, bro. I was looking at TikTok and Jacksonville a funny place, man, because I didn't realize how many TikTok influencers are actually from Jacksonville. It kind of blew my mind. Given the size of that city, bro, I'm not surprised by that. Bro, for real. Like, it's a, bro, it's a ton. Like, bro, and I, it was not even like it's something that I researched into. Like, it's, it's just literally, like, literally, like, I just, like, noticed that, like, oh, this person's from Jacksonville. This person's from Jacksonville. This person's from Jacksonville. I'm like, God damn. Jacksonville been making some strides. Man, that's better than making strides for being, uh, pouring out liquor on the nigga grave, singing the song and shit. That was horrible strides. Listen, I'm, I'm proud of my city because this is what y'all niggas have told me in the last six months about my city. One, y'all told me at one point we had the hottest hip-hop beat in hip hop in the last five to 10 years. And now you're telling me that we have probably one of the highest numbers of TikTok influences. Hell yeah, nigga, coming up, bro. Because back in my day, all we had was Magic City in the spot. That was it. Bro, coming up with, with us, man, we like the, for Jacksonville, we like the lost generation because like, nigga, we ain't have nothing popping. When we exactly. was coming up, we really didn't, bro. Like, and then if you think about it like, the older generations, they had plenty, bro. And then, like, like our the generation right before ours, like the ones that graduated in the nineties, they yeah. had like sixty nine boys. Kuma, uh, was it Quad City DJ? They had a whole bunch of different people. Uh, and shout out to my nigga Ace Bane, bro. Me and that nigga went to high school together, dog. Class of two thousand four. That nigga done had so many viral. Uh, so many viral videos when he be doing the little voiceovers of Michael McDonald and shit. Right. My nigga, thanks to y'all city, my nigga, without y'all city, the term Limp Biscuit would just be a bad term for erectile dysfunction. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Jacksonville. LQ bought up Ace Bane, but one of my favorite videos is probably the one with the um, with the sharks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like I like that a lot. So yeah, shout out shout out that boy, man. Cause I remember that nigga had got voted for most uh most creative in our in our um, graduating class, bro. That nigga bro. living up to that nigga reputation, bro. High school is an interesting thing, boys, because like it's so interesting to me because like uh and, and you know, rest in peace to one of my, my teammates from Ed White and cool dude Brian Bethay, he just passed away from um diabetes recently Damn. and like with my high school it's weird because I went to Ed White which for those who don't know Jacksonville it's on the west side it's at the time when I went yeah and at the time when I went there it wasn't like it is now it got to the point where and this is through the displacement of like housing or whatever right but yeah it got to the point where it got so bad they had to turn it into a military school. But Q, you remember when I went there? It was just a regular school on the west side. Yeah, and white generals, yeah. Right, and everybody that went there was like a like a like a cul-de-sac nigga. 
But uh, like yeah. um, fuck they ROTC program, nigga. Y'all niggas was hard, nigga. Fuck y'all, nigga. Oh, yeah, Friday. exactly. Yeah, it was uh, an ROTC. Uh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Are we are we putting out there the term cul-de-sac, nigga? As opposed oh, yeah, that's to my house new thing. That's so my new thing. There's house, nigga. Field, nigga. And cul-de-sac, nigga. Yes, cul-de-sac, nigga, is less derogatory than house, nigga, or field, nigga. Cul-de-sac, nigga, is a direct oh, reflection. Yeah, of course. But uh, cul-de-sac niggas are a direct deflection of, of where you came from, how you grew up. But nevertheless, when I was growing up, now, hey, listen, everybody out there listening to no static right now, a nigga from Sweetwater, now, if a nigga from Jacksonville, he tell you from Sweetwater, do not fuck with that nigga. That nigga's dangerous. Back in my day, they, they were just getting to that. Sweetwater was still cul-de-sacs back in my day. Uh-huh. But... What I was the point I was making was high school interesting because a lot of those cats, man, that I came up with, they're either gone or they don't have anything to show for it, bro. And it's weird because I thought we would be more successful as a whole, as a group, than that. It's it's crazy because it's it's just like I felt it's just like our age group of niggas coming out of Jacksonville. Cause nigga, I, I swear to God, bro. When I was coming home, when I was at fam, when I was at family, and I'd be like coming home for like the weekend or like holidays or something, I swore up and down my entire graduating class worked at the Walmart on Lim Turner, my nigga. Thanks. Plus me. Mm. Oh man, straight up. I'm gonna go ahead and introduce the show. No Static Podcast, episode 190. I am Dennis, your host. Coop is here. You. LQ is here. Yes, sir. And Jax is here. Yeah. Yeah, and Jax, let me let me ask, what, what, what kind of time you are? We we doing our, our 915 thing. How how we feeling? Because honestly, we ain't got we ain't got much. So Nigga, we, we, we can do a nine. We can do we'll a nine. I'm about to say we'll play it by ear. These niggas here today. So so y'all remember the um I, I'm sure y'all been seeing the, the white girl that went viral for the, the for rapping the words to the little baby verse. Yeah, oh, I thought yeah, it was Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Vaughn. I thought it was Vaughn. No, no, that's little baby. Well, it was two of them. She did one. She did one. She was rapping to Vaughn, and she did one that was um to little baby. But the little baby one went viral. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And then yeah, when you actually I... like go to it, like you actually see like the Vaughn video as well. Right when she was in the wedding dress. Yeah. Now, yeah. Okay. With the bud light and everything. Yeah. So. <laughs> This is always my this is always my favorite part of like when something when people like unpack and have the this you moment. So come to find out, and I I thought this was I thought this was hilarious because of the context that it was in. But she got caught saying she well, they dug up a tweet of her saying the N-word. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna do a dramatic reading of it. Mm-hmm. Because I thought the context of it was so hilarious that literally I was laughing at work. All right, so it goes, and I quote: "For those who didn't know what my scar is from by my eye, a few years ago I was driving down the road and saw this bobcat on the side. So I stopped, got out the car, and <laughs> poked that nigga. Little did I know he was alive and well." Homeboy scratched my eye, and so here I am. 
got some top from this stripper bitch. She from Kankati. Hey, listen. Let it ride. Let it ride. That made me feel even better about her, bro. First of all, the context in which she used niggas. She say that shit all the time. White people who don't use nigga in the proper context would not use context like that by saying, and I poke that nigga. You know how deep in the game of saying nigga you gotta be to replace Bobcat with nigga? Like the Bobcat as a nigga. Salute the hook for not using the ER. That part too. I'm I'm not saying that I'm allowing white people to say nigga. I'm saying sometimes when you get context, you gotta you gotta make a decision of are you really offended? It's 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 almost like when you come through Q. Come through Q. Well. Nah, restate when, that when real quick. Re- re- restate that real quick for the niggas in the back. No, 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 no. Come through right now, bro. Because your take is my take this week. And we never agree on takes. <laughs> restate that I know. for the niggas in the back, it's, bro. It's, it's, that's why it's I the context in which she used it. Like, I'm like, sometimes they use it in a way it's, where it's I like, well, you, hear like, you know what? I just said that same shit. That's, what I, that's how I feel. And, Am and, I really offended? I thought it was funny. Like, it's, like when you your, it's like when you hear your kids cussing. What's the context in which they use it? There you go. There you go. If you, sandwich. I know. If you got a toddler and the toddler be like talking to his sibling and he be like, man, stop that shit. Yeah, he shouldn't have cursed. But it's the, the nigga smart. He understand how to use the word shit in a proper sentence. Can't be mad at that. So, yeah, I don't. I went you on this one. I don't think I'm offended, Dennis. I don't think I'm offended. I thought it was when awesome. I saw the video. Okay. Listen, when I saw the video of the white girl uh, rapping, I was like, "Oh, you got too many black friends." Yes, that's the first thing I said. I said, "Oh, you don't do nothing but hang with niggas." Like, because like, <laughs> listen, I hate, I hate being that person. I, I really and truly honestly hate being that person. But you know how we get offended when white people be like, oh, well, I have three black friends. Sometimes there's a limit to the black friends you as a white person need to have. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with y'all on this one, though. I thought and when, it was funny. And, and, listen, and listen, when I saw her like, she got too many black friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't really care about all the discourse that was going on about whether or not she was invited to the cookout or this, that, and the third. Yeah, I, I thought care. that was funny, though. I Listen, thought it was funny. On top of that, on top of that, it wasn't like she was rapping a video and had a red solo cup like a nigga would be. She had a Bud Light, so she was clearly all present in her whiteness. <laughs> there's there's two things I want to say to this or whatever, right? There's two parts I want to say to this. Number one, for weeks and weeks and weeks on end at this show, we've been talking about um, culture and like how hip hop is pop and how it has transcended above. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's hip hop that got so big now, bro. You should expect like so, cul-de-sac white people to understand to know this stuff. Number one. Number two, like Q-Take is so spot on on this one. Let me tell you why. Do y'all remember when Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills got drafted, right? 
And okay. remember, they dug up his old tweets and he was saying the N-word with an A on it too, right? However, right. it did not give me the same vibe as this vibe. And let me explain. Okay, <clears throat> I see this chick or whatever. And she's singing the Vaughn cut. That was the first cut I seen. Then I seen the little baby cut or whatever. And I'm like, okay, you the way she rapping it and the way she's spitting it, it ain't nothing fake about that. She know that song for real, for real. You feel me? And I'm not saying Noah's song, knowing a black song or knowing a hip hop song certifies you as being black. That's not what I'm saying. But she really, that's her vibe. That's her energy. You can pick up on her energy real quick and be like, okay, I I I get what type of chick you is, okay? So when you, you see the tweet about a bobcat and said, I poked that nigga or whatever. Listen, that's funny. That's cool. I'm not saying it's cool for her to say it. I just, I'm with Dennis on that one. I don't care either way. I think it's funny. I think we overthinking it. However, if you look at Josh Allen when he got drafted and he built, dig up his tweets and he was like, yeah, me and all my niggas, and the, the other stuff he was saying, like, oh, a nigga want to try me, come see me. Everybody was offended by that. Why wow. is that? Because we wow. know Josh Allen ain't really like that for real. Oh, oh, okay. My bad, my bad. Right about saying, because if we know he, like, really like that, and it makes all the sense. Bro, listen, there are some white people, we got to admit, we all got that one white dude in the hood that grew up with nothing. Facts! Facts, but, like, all My nigga Josh people. Allen went to Wyoming and he's from Fresno. Like, okay, like, we like, know he ain't like, like that. <laughs> we know he ain't like that. Remember when all the black women got mad at Rachel Dolezal for wanting to be a black woman? And right. for the life of me, I couldn't figure out why was that a bad thing? Right, me too. Remember, we had that whole conversation on, bro. Listen, I was like, why are we mad at Rachel Dolezal? Like, it was because somebody well, explained to me what she did wrong. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, you you willing to be good? I'm like, you understand you're white and you want to be a nigga? All right, right. well, you know, hey. Y'all remember that um that show? And this was this was another topic of discussion on Twitter while we are on the topic. Remember that that show Ice Cube had called Black White? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That, that was hey, a bad please. show. That was a bad my, show. My nigga, no offense, my nigga, Ice Cube also. A nigga who made a song called Fuck the Police has spent the latter part of the last 20 years playing the police. So, yeah, Ice Cube, one. Ice Cube, I, you know, I don't want to bury the nigga or whatever because, I mean, you know, Ice -T. Yeah, Ice T and Ice Cube, nigga, I book him. Listen, I don't want to bury, I don't want to bury uh, Ice Cube or whatever. He was just recently on the draft uh, doing like rapping. Today was a good day or whatever. And at first, I really dig the Ice Cube because he had the Snoop Dogg effect, which was, it was like, okay, this nigga used to be like, fuck white people, and now white people love him, and I don't understand why, and I love that. That's how Snoop is now. You got to remember how Snoop was when he came out. And at no point in time did Snoop shift his paradigm. At no point in time did Snoop start cooning. Snoop is still the exact same Snoop he was with Death Row. It's just white people like it. I don't know why. So I'm cool with it. Right. But with Q, for some reason, bro, something ain't right. I don't know what's not right. But something ain't right. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. Because white people do dig him. And I don't know when the paradigm shifted. 
But I know they like him even more after his Trump comments. And not saying that his Trump comments was cooning. I just thought they were wrong, not said well at the right time or whatever. So that was a that was a thing. That being said, though, bro, at the end of the day, with this chick, I don't understand why everybody even mad about that, bro. I'm with you, Dennis. I think it's kind of irrelevant, and I think it don't matter as much as niggas want to say it matters. Basically, you know what I mean? Because like at the end of the day, bro, Josh Allen, I'll never forgive him for saying nigga. No matter how good Josh Allen get, no matter how raw or whatever his talent, I respect his talent. I don't like him as a human being because I know you're not really like that, and I know you're not really about that. Right, and, so, and and you said nigga, and I'm not with that. This well, chick. Check me out. Check, check me out. Check me out. Check me out. Number one, my nigga. The first thing and the most important thing you need to know in all of this, nigga, Josh Allen is definitely like that, my nigga. My nigga. Narcos is all about Josh Allen, my nigga. <laughs> what? Nigga, that's- how? You think that shit about Escobar? No, nigga. Go, write down Escobar right now, my nigga. Put, show the name in the mirror. Watch it say Josh Allen. I mean, <laughs> number two, my nigga. The reason why people and unless and, and you know, let's be honest. The reason why black people mad about this white girl rocking a little baby song is because they. It's the same effect as when somebody sees somebody singing and dancing and getting famous and getting money for it, and realize they can't sing and dance. And what I mean by that is. Black people know they can't get famous for doing what she's doing, and they feel that because she's white. It's the only reason. That's why another I, thing that's yeah an- annoying too, because it's like I remember because people will always find a way to like try to want try to one up it. Like it was this like I had heard about this one post where somebody what it, it was like this chick rapping Benny the Butcher, and it was like y'all make sure y'all get us the same energy y'all gave a girl, and it's like. Why at the end of the day we gotta like pick and like pick and choose like what? Okay, okay. Here, here's my question because I know I know the video that you're talking about. One, the chick that was rapping Benny the Butcher, although that's the sexiest me, because it just the hip hop in me just loves when a chick, when a chick is rapping some gangster shit. She didn't kill it like that white girl killed Vaughn. I'm sorry, she just didn't. Exactly. <laughs> But check me out though. Here and here's the other thing that I was trying to that like, I was trying to say. like that was a genuine moment for for that white girl, and that was just that chick. That was just shorty, you know, just rapping. But it, check this out too, though. The other thing about it is, it's the Meowth effect. You ever notice on the old Pokemon show that one Meowth with Team Rocket that can talk? Everybody's blown away because it's not the fact that talking is rare; it's that a Meowth that can talk is rare. That's, and it's the same effect with this white girl. And and Great analogy. Hate. Great analogy, sir. Great analogy. <laughs> I got to give you credit for that one. That makes so much sense. And so many rare. Yeah, bro. Yeah, a woman rapping. A woman rapping this song is not rare. A white woman rapping this song is very rare. That's not Will Smith's summertime. That's a that that's some hard shit to rap. Mm-hmm. I mean, to an extent, yeah, you're right. I don't know if I would say it's rare because it's, it's like no, 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 anybody can like, get on the camera and rap a song. No, 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 no
That, res- that, that resolution was she, nice. I don't know what kind of camera they was thinking. That, that was pretty nice. That she that she resonates with that song. That's her heart song. She brushes her. Matter of fact, that's her African child. She brushes her teeth to that. <laughs> Facts. No, he right, bro. It's the way she rapped it, Dennis. It's yeah. like it, 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 I the, the little baby went. It's whatever on the little baby one. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on, Dennis. Have you ever been around me when when Humpty Hump comes on? No, I don't think so. Oh, Nick, you will swear <laughs> up and down that I'm Shock G. We me and Humpty Facts. Hump. Facts or or check me out, and I know I know Q done seen me do this shit. Yeah, be around me when fucking vice versa come on. Oh, that's it. Listen, nigga, that's a Negro spiritual. It's bruh. just a certain way you rap certain shit, bro. You bruh, know what can I'm I tell you something, my nigga? One time I was drunk in the club, nigga, and I had a nigga had just went through some shit, my nigga, and vice versa came on, my nigga, and I ain't real, I ain't gonna lie to you, my nigga. I rapped that shit with tears in my eyes, my nigga. That shit was his boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, care who about how the fuck I feel like me. me yeah, like, vice versa, bro. Like, like vice versa. Like, it's just the same thing. It's like, bro. Like, like for me, um, another cut or whatever. Um, is a uh, Twerk and Wayne on the uh, Hot Boy shit or whatever mm. about whatever. Nigga, that shit. I don't rap that shit like I rap motherfucking. Uh, I wish by Skilo. You feel me? Like, <laughs> like, like when I rap, nigga. When I rap about whatever. Nigga, what? Cause, cause what, what, when the nigga say bullets flipping and spit, nigga, what? That's the that nigga Turk and Wayne youngest of the squad. That's no lie, nigga. What? <laughs> you feel shit in your soul, it's- and if you you watch this chick rap that Vaughn shit, bro, that shit was like like you say she brushed her teeth to that shit. That shit was coming from her the inside of her heart, bro. Like she meant that shit, which is that, why when, that's when she why said the I video poked that fire. nigga. Right, and exactly. A white girl, I'm pretty sure we go on TikTok right now and find white girls rapping about And it won't make us feel like that video made us feel. And that's why when she mm-hmm. say, she poked that nigga, I believe you. You poked that nigga, bitch. That's what's up. <laughs> Straight up. <bro. laughs> Straight up, she poked that nigga. That's nigga, what's I don't up. Think I've, I've, I don't think I've ever rapped that DJ Yola song calmly. Hmm. Listen, and, and and I'm almost mad at you, Dennis, because you got us on here defending a white woman. Yeah, facts. Yeah, facts. 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 Yeah, y'all and guess it. what? A shorty not even cute. But you guess what? It. When I when I first you seen the it. video and I seen her rapping that Vaughn shit, I said, who the fine white bitch is? And I did not say she was fine because of how she looked, Dennis. I said it because she was like, got some top from the stripper bitch. She from Cape Hey, straight up. Straight up. <laughs> that was what did it, huh? Hell yeah. I was like, shit. All right, y'all. While we are on music, do we want to go ahead and get into the future album? Yo. Hell yeah. I'm gonna let y'all niggas talk first. Nigga, I, 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 I think I think my take interesting on this, and y'all know I think future the goat. Okay, so personally, I like the album, but that's not necessarily like his best work ever or anything like that. But it did come back to something that I knew that was just pure and toxic, and that's what I loved about it, bro. The shit is just it slowed down. He took his time. He's got little gems on it that you can appreciate it. Knocks on it. Some of the mixing could have been better. The arrangement could have been way better. I also 
didn't need for, or I want to say maybe like three of them songs. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm with you on the, um, I'm definitely with you on what you said about the arranging, like the, you know, some of the arrangement was a bit obscure. Like it went, it went from love you better to massaging me. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that. Did he, but did he, did he it happened out of nowhere. Did he even try to arrange it? Like that's what was bothering me. Like maybe not. To, like I feel like he didn't even try to arrange it. I feel like I'll, I'll say this. I feel like the album. I went cool. The album's good, but it's future. So okay. So 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 my take on the album is kind of how Q's take on like the last few Drake projects or whatever. Right. I feel like he's not trying no more. Right, I feel like because you future, you just drop a you just drop an album. Niggas like me and Coop gonna be like, okay, nigga, this is future. I'm right, it's vibing. But I feel like he didn't try. I don't feel like he pushed himself enough. It's very futury, if that makes sense for y'all. Yeah, well, it's very if okay. future had a juice, this would be it. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I, see, I see what you. I see what you where, saying. And I that's where I, that's where I was with. It. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna be honest. My critique here, I, I played it twice. Once when I was stone cold sober, which is the worst way to listen to future music. Mm-hmm. And the second time after I had a couple of shots of that bamboo. Mm-hmm. Okay. My favorite future album is Hendrix. That's my favorite future album. That's probably the only future album I like when I actually think about it. Interesting. That's interesting taste. Uh, without triggering Jax or anybody else, <laughs> Future did nothing special. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. That Sorry. wouldn't even trigger me. I agree with you. It's, there's it's, no... Hold on. I didn't no get to the trigger talk. part yet. I didn't get to the trigger part yet. It's CLB all over again. Mm. I'm not even mad at that tape. Okay, I'm mad at that. Because I get what you're tape. saying by that. I'm, because... I'm very disappointed. Yeah, like I'm not even mad at that tape, bro. Like, there's no stick talk <laughs> on here. There's no, there's no God blessing all the trap niggas. Like, that's not on this album. Like, like, like the, there's like the person who stood out to me on this album, ESTG. ESTG, ESTG. Oh my God. That's what's ESTG like, on the ESTG one, don't miss. We talk about people that don't miss. ESTG does not miss. Yeah. This guy came in the album and did exactly what he was paid to do. And that was be him. Now, granted, he's one of future sons. So he had to do that. But when I'm listening to this album in its, total, in its totality, Future did nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That made me say, wow, Future, you are the guy. He did nothing. No, I agree he with that. He was very lackadaisical. <clears throat> it was very on brand. It was very, very on brand. safe. Very on brand and algorithm safe. And I don't remember who album we was talking about a while back. Well, I was just like, I feel like he didn't take no chance. I wish I could remember who that was. Because I was like, I want him to take a chance. Remember I said that about an album we was reviewing? Actually, that might have been well. I don't, I, I don't remember. I, I want to say that might have been Drake, but it might have been Drake. But I feel like I feel like I feel like that's what this future project is like, nigga. You didn't take a chance. 
Like, yeah, you didn't miss. You didn't miss. But it's like, <clears throat> to put it in perspective of a sports analogy or whatever, right? Okay, it's third down and six or whatever, right? And, like, game on the line, we got to get the first down or whatever. A nigga, a nigga called a, a curl route for seven yards. Yeah, we completed the curl route for seven yards and got the first down. But, nigga, why not call a fly go and go to the end zone and put this bitch away? He ain't put a nigga to sleep, basically. Like, it, like to me, like, if you're future and you want to take this bitch over, because I feel like future float right on the cuffs of, I'm almost about to take this bitch over. I'm almost about to take this bitch over. But if you want to take this bitch over, this was your album to take that bitch over. And you ain't do it because you're, you didn't take, you didn't experiment. You ain't take no chances. One thing I'll say about Kanye, even though a lot of his later projects I do not care for at all, but at least he experiments. He still you know, feels the need to take a chance. Right. He's an artist. And this and this what this is this is my complaint about niggas like Future and Drake. Even though I think they the GOATs. I love them niggas though. But like nigga, be an artist. Is it like when, when Q said on brand, that's a great point. It's so on brand, bro. Like, take a chance, my boy. Like, which was like, crazy, which was crazy because that album cover is hard. It is. You see, here's the thing, right? Cause <laughs> cause I noticed that um we talk we talk about like experimenting and taking chances and whatnot. And I think that's the reason I think that's the reason why we can all appreciate an album like Hendrix. Because mm-hmm. that's a top three album for me as well in his like discography. <laughs> right. One thing I will say though, overall, I like the album. The album sounds 10 times better when you ain't got nobody in your ear saying oh my god just wait till y'all see the person i become when this album drops <laughs> because it was yeah. a lot of that going on like the commentary yeah. for I, I muted the word toxic for a couple of days because i knew i knew that people was about to you know do that thing yeah that- yeah yeah right. and i don't i don't like i don't like the whole let me let me let me talk to the niggas real quick let me talk let me poke these niggas i'm gonna poke this nigga real quick i don't like <clears throat> word to the bobcat <laughs> Yeah, it's word out to the bobcat playing dead and scratch that bitch in the eye. Listen, I I don't like I don't I don't like the response of, of, of niggas to the future album. Let me 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 just let me just let me just get on let me let me slide let me slide my soapbox real quick and let me hop up on this bitch. Listen, you foot dragging, wall walking, concrete mopping, snow skiing assholes. Listen. You cannot for an entire two years post Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson. Oh, wait, my Russell Wilson at. Oh, Russell Wilson, future need to let this man be a father to his son. He's a better father than future. Woo, de, woo, de, woo. You can't post that shit all year. Then when future drop an album, all of you horse are posting, oh, this I love this toxic, I love future. I hate y'all. I hate, and I know hate a strong word. That's why I'm using it. I hate y'all. Y'all are a contradiction of life and existence within itself. Y'all don't make sense within the universe. Hello, Jackson. But you gotta remember. You gotta remember. You gotta remember. We live in a we live in a society, and Coop, on you might be taking this in a, a completely different angle than I than I am. But everything everything that we've experienced comes from a place of what have you done for me lately. Future hasn't dropped the album in two years. 
So that led to all of the commentary about Russell, Russell, Russell. Like, but now that Future is, is back with a new album for the first time in two years, which is probably like the longest break that he's took in between like any type of project, whether it be album or mixtape, that's bound to happen, as unfortunate as it is. No, that's not an excuse. My nigga. And, I, and I understand that we live life and life itself is contradictory, but that's a bar right there. I want y'all to, you know, write that yes. down. <laughs> but the fact of the fact of the matter is, as a as a man, as a man who he himself are raising two children that are not born of his own health. When I see when I see that Russell Wilson um shit, when y'all be like, oh, Russell, let that nigga be a dad. Russell ain't stopping that nigga from being a dad. He's stopping himself from being a dad, bro. Niggas, niggas. Tag me in the clear ring. <laughs> hold up, hold up, Coop. I got you, baby. Tag. Okay, my nigga, let me tell y'all niggas the truth because my nigga Jack's got to keep his job and my nigga Wayne got to raise five boys. And I don't got neither one of them responsibilities because I'm unemployed with no sons. Check me out, my <laughs> nigga. You want me to tell you why it's like this? Because y'all bitches like this shit. Yes, you do. Okay, you want me to tell you why this this future shit makes you a different person? Because the different person was the person you was pretending to be when future wasn't around. That was the lie. You you thought what you thought we believed that shit, huh? We thought you thought we believed that shit, my nigga. Let me tell you something, my nigga. Any any nigga buying you those crab legs right now could be fucking Russell Wilson. Facts. We How do y'all feel about the um about the about GQ naming him the best rapper alive? I think G, I think GQ need to give you the money, whatever dope man they got, because that nigga got some crazy shit. Future, I, I said this last week when it was me and Dennis. Future might be the best rapper alive, bro. Nah, bro. Don't we think be. that this is all subjective, though? It can't be because Drake's still alive. Again, this is all subjective. Clearly, it's niggas better than both of these niggas, but we know what they mean. Right. That's my point about it. Like, yeah, it's niggas better than both. It's niggas better than Future. But right now, when you're talking about greatest rapper alive, and like, like what what niggas what 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 niggas mean by that, and what level that mean, and what how how big you gotta ascend to be that right now? Future is that he's still putting out music. He's he's like the biggest name of like. Niggas who steadily rap and stuff like that, like niggas like Lil Baby and all that. Yeah, they they're big, but they're not. Lil Baby ain't bigger than Future. My Future's nigga, Future, biggest, my nigga. The biggest rapper right now, my nigga, is that nigga Trump, because that nigga's still giving us hits. Man, listen, I can't even believe that nigga's still alive. Bro, what you mean? What you mean? My nigga, listen. In the immortal words of Jay Z. Can't leave rap alone. The game need me. <laughs> I just want to point out, <laughs> Trump, bro. First of Future all, like, dropped the album, and, and Future dropped the album, and not everybody. <clears throat> first of all, I, mean, I, I don't understand. Yeah, nigga, I thought it was. I, I think it's. A, I think it's a good album overall. That's my take. Elon Musk purchased Twitter for forty-four billion. But nigga, can I say something? Oh, That's shoot. one of the most biggest flexes I ever seen in my life. Nigga. Can I don't I, can, think it's a flex. I think it's an insult to you, me, and Dennis. Yes, it is. Let me tell you why it's a flex, bro. That shit is the wild dick solo. Man, what? That shit How? is all dick solo. I'm going to tell you why, bro. 
Because here's the thing, bro. Elon Musk is so famous that any amount of money he spends over $100 gets reported in the news. That being said, my nigga, that nigga bought that Twitter shit money and he could have done that shit extra low key. He could have got it through. He could have had a company that he owns, acquired his company. No, my nigga. He made sure the headline said, Elon Musk bought Twitter. <laughs> That's why it's the wild dick food solo, my nigga. The nigga literally owns Tesla. He could have just said, yeah, you know, Tesla acquired, you know, da 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 And we'd have just understood, like, oh, shit, that nigga Elon owned Twitter down. But no, my nigga, he made sure the reporters and everything was like, no, my, y'all niggas yeah, practice shit. Then, my nigga. He, made, he making it sound, no, versus it being what it is, he making it sound like, my nigga, he showed up at Twitter one day and he and they was just like, uh, can we help you? He was like, yeah, everybody get the fuck out. This shit mine now. And then just pulled the money, like the 44 bill right out of his pocket and was like, fuck all this shit. Everybody get the fuck out. Fuck this bird. Fuck this 140 characters or less shit. Fuck all this shit. <laughs> First of all, let me let me get into this Elon Musk thing real quick. This is on so many levels. This is why I hate society as a whole. Number one or whatever, forty four billion dollars. Nobody should have that much money. Period. There should be no human in existence that can obtain forty four billion dollars. I don't give a damn what y'all say, how they earned it or whatever. I don't care. There should never be a trillionaire. That don't make no sense. There should no. There should be no human on earth that has more wealth than the gross GDP of 63 countries. That don't make no sense. Number two, the fact that the fact that a nigga was allowed to buy something that cost $44 billion is insane. Okay, that shouldn't happen either. A nigga, okay, I just want to point out, in America, we wouldn't allow Chris Paul and Kobe Bryant to be on the same team. But we're going to let this nigga buy Twitter. That's dead crazy. That don't make no sense to me. Or whatever, right? And then, like, certain things couldn't happen. AT&T and T-Mobile can't merge because of uh, different uh, protection acts and stuff like that. I understand that. Why in the fuck can we allow Elon Musk to buy something that's publicly traded, okay? Because we like... That's crazy. That's dead crazy. We backwards, man. My nigga, that's because that's why that shit is so dope, my nigga. Listen... Let me tell you something right now. You pointed out a very good question when you said it's insane that one individual could amass more wealth than 63 countries in existence. Meaning he has more wealth than the combined total of people living in a country. And if I had that much money, my nigga, I would show up in that country to be like, my nigga, even y'all language say I'm fucking broke. Let me no, explain you, something, you, my you, nigga. You, Let me you, explain but, something. But, but nah, like, that, you, nah, it's, that, it's disgusting, bro. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you what I won't do, my nigga. Let me tell you why I won't do won't do Jack funny. Let's, let me tell you something, my nigga. It's a lot of errors I could have born, been born in, my nigga, that would probably have had a humbling effect on me, my, my nigga. And it's not that I'm not humble, but let me tell you what it is, my nigga. I grew up at a time when fucking Michael Jordan was on top of the world, my nigga. So you know what? Fuck it. Let's be winners. Nigga, if you pay, you get fucking paid. I'm sorry. I can't, it's, one of them, it's one of them things, my nigga, that I feel so sorry about, my nigga. I want, I'm not no like huge T.D. Jakes fan, my nigga, but I saw one sermon he said, my nigga, and that shit st- stuck with me, my nigga, because that shit sounded ill to me when he said it. He was like, my nigga, God ain't tell you to be broke, nigga. Well, I mean, he didn't say it like that, but he said that he was like, he was like God ain't never tell you to be broke. <laughs> he didn't actually know what no, sermon no. you talk about. And let me let me let me just let me just let me just come. You, y'all know I gotta come through with my with my socialism and communism right now. And 
And let me let me just refer. Let me just first let me get let me hit TG Jakes real quick and, and, and say why that nigga is a con artist and why that nigga need to get out there. I know what sermon you talk about, and that is a very good paraphrase. God ain't telling you to be broke. Actually, yes, he did, my nigga. Yes, the fuck he did. Jesus himself said it is easier for a camel to thread a needle than for a rich man to get into my father's kingdom. So yes, the fuck he did. Jesus said, give up all of your wealth and do unto others of public service. Jesus said that, nigga. So, so God totally told you to be broke. He said, oh, no, be my like nigga. Jesus. And Jesus is broke. Know, my nigga. That sounded more like, my nigga, if you getting this cheese, you in the long line. Nah, nigga. Hell nah, <laughs> nigga. Nigga, when you read that shit, when you read the Bible, the Bible literally tells you to be broke. Your service is due unto society and God. That's it. Not no rich man and wealth, but that, that that's not here nor there because I'm an atheist or whatever. So that means he, he wanted ten percent, my nigga. That's a, my nigga. No, he didn't. Him, that's him a whole that, that's a whole different thing. That's a whole different thing. The nigga ain't even say that. That ain't even. I ain't gonna get into it. Nigga, go read the Bible if you want to be an atheist. Um, secondly, or whatever. Um, oh like, my god. <laughs> It's true. That's what made me. I read that shit. I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. But the Elon Musk thing, my boy, yeah, it sounds good on paper. The nigga got money. The nigga rich. Whoop, whoop, all that or whatever. It's not, my boy. It's not. It, it's disgusting. There's, there's, there's women, children, human beings starving to death. Starving to death. I'm not telling Elon Musk what to do with his money, but I am going to tell him what is righteous since we bringing up the biblical terms and statements and shit. I'm going to tell him what's righteous. And let me tell you something. Elon Musk has more money than God. Period. Right? Okay. The nigga worth like $200 billion or whatever he's worth. Okay. Within the pandemic, niggas like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and all these other niggas, then surmounted three times their wealth. When the pandemic started, Elon Musk was worth like 15 billion. Now he's worth like 200 billion or whatever the fuck he's worth, or whatever, right? And there's people starving to death. So instead of taking $44 billion, because clearly, if you're buying Twitter, my nigga, because it's not like Twitter's life or death. He bought Twitter because he didn't like the way they censored his tweets. Literally, that's why he bought it. Okay, so let's not play like the nigga bought it for some deep reasoning. The nigga was like, oh, I don't like the way you do my tweets and I'm so rich. I'm going to buy it. So you can't tell me what to do with my tweets. Okay, so instead of spending 44 billions on St. Jude's or the Mayo Clinic or the Striner Hospital or, or, or handicapped children or, 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 or educational institutions or housing or anything, this nigga spent 44 billion dollars on a company that does social media so that he can put uh, that uh, COVID fake and not have it getting taken down. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Okay. And, and anyway, anyway, a nigga want to spend it, whatever, yeah, on the surface, yeah, it seem okay. Ain't nothing okay about billionaires. And yeah, I know I'm a little bit crazy left or whatever, and I'm super socialist or whatever. Billionaires should not exist. It's not necessary. I believe you should be able to make $999 million, 900,000, whatever, all the way up to the one cent. And every cent you make over that should go into a social fund that goes towards education and living. Uh, and you can't tell me nobody on the face of this earth needs more than $999 million to live. 
Pier point blade. Like we 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 tripping right now. The nigga you know said what's crazy? Forty four billion dollars, cool. I just want to point this out. I'm gonna let you get your point. Cool. The nigga spent forty four billion dollars or billions. four years ago before B's. COVID started. The nigga was not even worth forty four billion dollars. Big B. All right, you know something, Jax? And you know what, man? You know you mainly. That's that's a very that's an incredible point. And you know when you really consider, like you know, I guess you, the the real like truer like larger scope of it all, and the people in need, and so many people out here suffering and stuff like that, my nigga. That that should just sound like some broke shit to me. Because if I got forty four fucking billion dollars, my nigga, fuck all that shit, my nigga. Matter of fact, my nigga, then it's mute. This nigga, like, <laughs> matter of fact. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I got 44 bills. I'll spend five more bills, my nigga, for me to be able to set this shit up in your broke ass country, nigga. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what, my nigga? Oh, matter of fact, my nigga, we should let that nigga Elon Musk fight all our wars for us. Oh, my nigga, you want problems, my nigga? It's all fun and games because I cop this whole fucking country, nigga. I got $44 billion, my nigga. Nah, turn all turn everybody in this motherfucker into a stripper. You know why, Probably. you know why, cool. You know why? And, and I'm gonna let Dennis move to the next one because it's 905. But you know why I don't have a problem with what you said because um, I, y'all y'all know me a lot, and one of the things I always utter about government is what the government you elect is the government you deserve, right? So this the same thing applies for society. The the society that you create is the society that you deserve. If niggas love, if niggas love billionaires who literally don't give a fuck about us and niggas worship and, 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 and uh, ordain niggas who literally aren't, there's no success to you. The, the only success is you're rich because that apparently that means something now. Cause that's literally how Trump became president. Well, he's rich, so he must know something. So if niggas quantify in a society where being rich is a benefit to society and art and education and stuff like that no longer matters, then so be it. Because I know ain't nothing after this. Ain't no heaven to go through. Ain't no hell to go to or whatever. I know in my heart of hearts, this all we got. If y'all niggas want to fuck it over and piss on it while we here, that's cool. Piss on it. We'll walk around smelling pissy until we die dysentery. It don't bother me. Because at the end of the day, when we die and shit, and the, and the world fucked up because Russia and, and the Ukraine decided they wanted to use nuclear devices or whatever the fuck they had going on or whatever. And then we sitting there and nigga want to do all that. I'm like, remember y'all was cool with Elon Musk buying Twitter? Because you know I'm that nigga cool. You know I'm that nigga that I told, I told you so. I'm that nigga. So, you so, definitely going to be the nigga at the apocalypse with the I told you so. Yes. But I'm, but nigga, I'm a, I can't wait. I'm going to also say this one again. My nigga, you know $44 billion to clear all that broke shit right up for you, right? Man, listen, I want to be, I wish I was a billionaire, my nigga, because I understand the actions and movements of a billionaire. It makes sense to me. I'm not saying I don't understand why they do. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't understand why they do or what they do or, or the reason why they doing the stuff. I get all that. I'm just saying it's dead ass wrong. 
It's dead ass wrong. Just like you brought up TD Jakes earlier, and I know it's a different topic, but a nigga say, oh, gee, the, the, the prosperity, they're called prosperity preachers. We can get into that one day on Bro Listen. The prosperity preachers tell you, God wants you to be rich. God wants you to have a Jaguar. God wants you, they wrong. They wrong. Yeah, they can say that all they want, but they dead ass wrong. That's not what it say. So, so when a nigga, when a nigga want to spend $44 billion on Twitter and all that other stuff or whatever, and we want to be like, oh, it's all good because you know, he rich or whatever. We dead, it's wrong. It's only, wrong. There's rights and wrongs in life. The only thing I find wrong about what he did in buying Twitter for $44 billion is the fact that that nigga spent $44 billion and bought Twitter and didn't, and didn't open back up the chicken coop. <laughs> all right, now I'm with you when you're right. <laughs> oh, I'm with you when you're right. Chicken coop. Somebody open back up the chicken coop and bring coop rolls. Up, my nigga, please. Somebody bring coop rolls back, man. Why we ain't got coop rolls out here, man? The coop, I'm with you when you're right. Coop legendary. My nigga, can we talk about right. these NBA playoffs, my nigga? Because I've been dying to talk to Jackson specifically about Kyrie Irving. First of all, nigga, you want to talk this basketball shit? Sign me the fuck up. Because I'm, I'm down, my nigga. <laughs> Kyrie does one. I want to say these playoffs have been very good, and I want to. I want to say that like this is probably one of the better playoffs we've seen in the last couple years. And, they, <laughs> and can I tell us over the, since the bubble, the playoffs actually have been like steadily getting better and better. Bruh, we we somehow find a way every year to keep talking about how the NBA playoffs is getting better and better and better. Yeah, I, the only thing I'll say that I'll point out about the NBA playoffs, I think all of us thought that um, the the play-in game thing was kind of silly at first. Uh, that shit wrong. That shit wrong as fuck, bro. <laughs> like, that oh, shit oh wrong. you did what you had to do to make it, but number nine and ten, if they on a roll and they on a little hot streak and knock your ass out, yeah. I it. It's a little, it's a, I love the play in tournament because it's a regular season way for two bottom tier teams to be fuck niggas. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a literally a fuck nigga loophole. Number two, <laughs> number two, my nigga. And I've been saying it since it happened. My nigga, I told all y'all niggas that Brooklyn was not going nowhere. Bro. I Old Johnny, nobody wanted. I was up here. I was in the pulpit. I was giving y'all gospel, but nobody wanted to hear me. Preach. Nah, it couldn't have been me, nigga, because I ain't never believed in KD or Kyrie. And my I, I team was in shambles just by like looking at the highlights. Well, yeah, tell you how, I knew that team was in. I knew that team was in shambles, my nigga, because guess what, my nigga. I sometimes listen. I know we 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 all feel our way about my nigga, but sometimes that nigga Stephen A. Smith is exactly right, exactly right. Not kind of right, not sort of right, not like oh damn, bro, you real got close to the mark. Sometimes that nigga is bullseye dead on, and he was my nigga because I told everybody this shit, my nigga. I said it's no way you think a team that is reliant on two superstars can have half of the workforce show up and still think they're going to win the championship. Beyond yeah. the fact that they don't have, even with the trades, they don't got a good team. And then guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? We stuck these niggas with Ben Simmons. Yeah, they stuck their ass with Ben Simmons. That was a dumb trade. My nigga, you want me to tell you what I feel like this is like, my nigga? This is like you having a girl that steal from you. And she got a twin sister 
who also steal, <laughs> and you move her in. <laughs> Man, look, I ain't never believing the shit because at the end of the day, KD ain't never been nothing but the second best player in the world. No matter what time of year, when it was happening, KD always been the second best player in the world. Kyrie ass is Kyrie. So, and if I, if I have to explain that to you, then you don't understand what Kyrie is. So, I ain't never think she was going to work in the first place. So, I feel like they're exactly where they should be. Out. Done. Finito. <laughs> so, if they, if they couldn't win last year, did they win the ship last year? Because if they couldn't win last year, that explains everything to you. How you y'all think um, going all the way? <laughs> you said what, Dennis? I'll say who y'all think going all the way? I'm from the West <sighs> Indies. Right now, bro. I think it's gonna be Bucks Warriors. Bucks Warriors. Nah, nah. Because literally, I, Cook, you saw that Memphis uh, Golden State game. I think exactly. the, only, the only the only thing that's gonna stop Memphis from from winning is the fact that they too young. But listen. I love their coaches. I love their coaching style. I love the fact that them niggas is like, hey, we understand that y'all did this shit three times, right? We still on that ass, my nigga. That nigga John Morant realizes he was a layup away from upsetting Golden State on game one. No, no, he wasn't. And let me put this in very good perspective of why I feel this way. Bro, they had nothing for Jaron Jackson. They had nothing for Triple J today. Hold on, my nigga. Hold on, my nigga. Because I can't. Hold on. Listen, I watched that game again where Golden State won by one point, right? I saw a game in which Golden State had several leads, almost up until 10 points, and and it took one of their starting defensive players and facilitators to be ejected from the game for them niggas to look to almost, almost beat the Warriors. And I thought about that at first because I was looking at it, I was like, damn, bro, they probably would have won up in the underdog circumstances. And I realized, no, they wouldn't have. This team, while you while it's very true that they're young and inexperienced, but right now, that's the limit of what they can be. They can go into these games and they're gonna make the games close because they've got youth on their side and they've got probably continuity on their side, but it's no, it's no, it's no match for the greatest shooting of all time, for the greatest system system in modern day basketball. And the fact that these niggas know what they're doing because this ain't their first rodeo. So we just we just don't. I get that. I get that. There. I get that. Memphis is very talented, but I'm still. I actually believe that Draymond Green in that game. They don't lose by one point. They lose by about ten points. So Memphis, Memphis at best can either win one game in this series or they will get swept. So we gonna act like Phoenix don't exist. We don't. All we right, all right. Like my, I, I got Phoenix going all the way. Yeah, nigga, I got. I got it's not got that Phoenix, Phoenix don't exist, bro. But honestly, if Phoenix make it, it's just going to be a repeat of last year when they lost to Milwaukee. Yeah, I don't uh, think. They, I don't think they're beating. I don't think they're beating. If they match right up with Miami, and right, now, bro, and right now the worst thing could happen. Now you figure everything for every. And I'm sorry, I keep saying this, bro, and I feel bad for. Him. As much as I want to see Chris Paul get a championship, Chris Paul has this thing on his life where anything that needs to happen to ensure that he does not win a championship is guaranteed to happen, no matter how incredible of a season he's having. 
no matter how good his team is. Bro, listen, I think it's so crazy that as great, as good as their team is, as good as the Phoenix Suns clearly are, somehow, some way, bro, they like they like the Dallas, the version of the Dallas Cowboys you feel sorry for. Every year, the Dallas Cowboys come up and people swear up and down they're going to do something. And then they just, something happens and they wind up collapsing. Chris Paul's teams have this fucking cloud over them where any whatever needs to happen for them to not win it all is going to happen. Whether it be a Chris Paul injury, whether it be a Devin Booker injury, like, it's going to happen. Or whether it be, hey, we just going to make sure you got to play the Bucks. I gotta um I gotta I gotta like my Lakers ain't in it, so I you know I ain't got no dog in the fight. I hate Phoenix because I'm a Laker fan and I'm anti Steve Nash Phoenix Suns because he stole my the MVP from Kobe. It's not here nor there. But um I'm gonna go Phoenix and Miami. I think niggas sleep on Miami, just like you were just saying, the greatest scheme of all time with Steve Kerr. Spolstra might be the best coach we've seen since Red Arbaugh. Like, for real, for real. Like, niggas sleep on how good of a coach Spolstra is. Spolstra's really that dude, for real. Like, his strategy, like, I watch this nigga so I can get better at coaching because the the, the, the type of schemes that this nigga run with his personnel, he's A1. Like, he's, to me, in my opinion, as a coach, of course, not of that ilk. I'm not saying I'm nowhere near close to Spolstra, Steve Nash or even uh, uh, the Lakers coach who just got fired. Of course, these guys are world. No, my nigga, I'm going to say you just as good a coach as Steve Nash. Let's let's not let's not be let's not be. <laughs> but what I what I will say is this though, bro. Like if you put all the coaches together in the NBA, Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA. It's not even close either. It's not even close, my boy. Like, uh, he's the best coach in the NBA. Okay. okay. I can I, I can you, argue I can argue uh, Monty Williams. I can argue Blake Popovich. I can argue Rick Carlisle before that bullshit with Luka Doncic. Uh, I can argue uh, the nigga that's currently coaching the Pelicans. Yeah, all those niggas are great coaches, but but my thing is, are right, they okay, Spolstra though, right? And 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 now you niggas know basketball uh, now. And, and I'm gonna give you Popovich because Popovich has the resume, but Popovich becomes more so a class of his own already. Yeah, but you don't but, know. Like Spolstra's young, you know for a damn fact. Spolstra's gonna coach just as long as pop. You know he went in another ship. You know he went in another ship. He got oh, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not dis- disagreeing with that. The thing with Spo is, it's not if he he wins one. It's when will he win? Right. You know what I'm right. saying? And I'm not. And then the, the fact but, that but he's listen. still he got Miami is the one seed. How? They don't Listen, even have the best team. I'm going I'm, I'm to tell you right now, this is how Miami ended up as the, as the one seed. The Bucks was was uh, injury prone all year. The drama that's Brooklyn, the drama that's Philly, <laughs> Atlanta is too small, Charlotte is too young and too small. And Boston <laughs> was on to emerge. Right. Chicago just figured themselves out. And, and and Boston is is finally getting the shit together, but they realize it's not even that they too small. They too, I mean, it's not that they too small. They too skinny. Okay, and that's why they're not gonna beat um, Milwaukee. Them niggas is like real deal. All right, cool. Y'all tall as us. Real, that's that's fine. Y'all ain't got no weight on y'all. Right. So, <laughs> so with that being said, I called Coop. I want to say earlier this week, and I told him, I'm like, yo. 
Miami is my dark horse. And everybody keeps asking me, how is a one seed a dark horse? It doesn't matter what, what you are when the playoffs start. Who is the right. best team? They're the underdogs. At the time? Yeah, they're the underdogs. At the, at the time, who was the best team? And as far as I'm concerned, in the East, the two best the teams Bucks. is the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Those are the two best teams in the league in, as far as the East is concerned. In the yeah, West, Miami definitely the underdogs. In the West, it's the Suns and the Warriors. Memphis is my dark horse. So Yeah, I, I, I would like to see Memphis go all the way. Everybody listen, wants to see Memphis win. I want to see, like see Memphis win simply for the fact that I love the, the idea of your guy to be in on front on front court every <laughs> every game. I fuck with that shit. And like, niggas like Ja, bro. Like niggas like Ja Morant. It's like a it's the quintessential underdog story. The nigga ain't get recruited. Do niggas heavy. like Ja Morant or do niggas fuck with Ja Morant dad? No, niggas fuck with Ja. Because I'm I'm telling you, bro, because every <laughs> single one of my players, their favorite player is Ja Morant. Every girl favorite player is John Morant right now. Nobody says yeah, but, anything but other than John Morant. That's not because of how he plays. Yeah, that's hundred percent. That, 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 that's that's secretly your young girls want to fuck that nigga, bro. Nah, they gay, bro. So it, oh. <laughs> they gay, bro. They, it's, it's because of how he play, bro. It's, it's, it, the thing is, the thing is with John. Here's why. Here's why everybody, especially the young cats, especially my girls, here's, here's, like John Morant for the same reason they like AI. Well, even more than AI, bro. Like, let me tell you why they like him more, bro, uh, or why they love John Morant so much. John Morant has this thing where he's an underdog. Like his whole story is, first of all, he not he he's average height. You know what is he six two six three or whatever? Yeah. He average height. He he average height. He jumping out the gym on these bigs or whatever. <laughs> he went to Murray State, and the reason why he went to Murray State because coming out of high school, he wasn't heavily recruited. Niggas told him he couldn't do nothing. He took Murray State to the NCAA tournaments. He made a run with Murray State. Then when the nigga coming out of Murray State, he literally should have been the number one overall pick. The nigga should have been the number one overall pick. However, he wasn't because he's John Morant from Murray State. So then he ended up going, you know, four or wherever he went or whatever. So and he made the NBA draft. And then now he's on some I could be the MVP of the league type of shit when he ain't even supposed to be there. So when people watch that, bro, they like that shit. They like, yo, this nigga's from the mud for real. Like he's getting it from the mud. And and no, he, no, he sounds like no, you making him sound like Steph Curry when he came out of Davidson. Oh, very similar. Very, very similar. And 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 you know how Steph Curry had a meteoric rise where it's like, yo, like Steph Curry's like out of this world, and everybody likes Steph Curry except Jacks. Like that's literally. What John Morant is about to be, minus the fact that I actually like John Morant. But, like, yeah, it's they're, just, they're about to be the same player. Because Steph Curry, even though he looked like he 12, the nigga old. So, he only, I mean, he'll play for, like, another six, seven years. But Steph Curry getting old, y'all. Like, Steph Curry ain't no young spring chicken no more. You feel Bro, me? The thing that's going to keep Steph, Steph Curry in the league is the fact that, yeah, if he was like a LeBron or a Vince Carter, over the years, that athleticism will leave him, and he has to develop a shot. But Steph Curry been wet since he was like, you know, in diapers. That shot ain't going nowhere. Bro. The shot ain't going nowhere. I just want to point out too, since we mentioned the King, and I didn't bring him up. Um, the King averaged thirty points a game uh, this year. Okay, so. but let's talk about who the scoring champ was. Barely. 
Ain't no Le- barely, bro. Le- LeBron was on his ass, bro. I ain't trying to hear that, bro. You either won or you didn't, and that nigga didn't win. The nigga you on right. my team. <laughs> well, you're right. You're right. But the nigga was the nigga was on his ass. Okay, my nigga. And, and guess what, my nigga? The nigga's still back there. He's still back there. <laughs> <laughs> He's still back there. Guess what? Guess what? My nigga, guess what? Guess what? My nigga did that. My nigga did that shit. And he did it as a big. That's true. The, being a scoring champion as a big, I we ain't seen that since Shaq. It's a nigga. It's a nigga. It's a nigga out here with the most deadliest shot of all time because he can pull up from anywhere on the fucking planet. And guess what? My nigga did it. <laughs> I want to point out, as a basketball coach, I want to point out to everybody: big stretching the floor and and taking three pointers is beneficial to basketball. Yeah, um, yeah. Every, everybody else, everybody else thinking they Steph Curry and losing their mid range, not beneficial to basketball. I just want to point that out as a coach because I, I stand on that. Like Steph Curry changed the game of basketball. However, I think it's for the for the worse, not the better. Because the, every first of all, back in the day, nigga, when we played basketball before Steph Curry, nigga, a mid range was a thing. Like niggas had mid range game. Like nobody has nice game. Right? You was nice if you could do the mid range. And now I'm in a situation where. I'm training these girls and boys and everybody want to pull up. I'm coming off, bro. I'm talking, okay, so just real quick, I'll teach a nigga, okay, we're going to do screen and rolls, right? Come off the screen or if the ball come out on a pass and it's for the three, uh, do a front post screen and then take the 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 trade ball or whatever, right? But what I really want them to do off the screen and roll, y'all, is come off the shoulder screen, two pound, pull up, mid-range. That's Kobe Bryant game. That's literally how Kobe and Jordan play. Well, if I'm mine, I'm flying. You come off the screen and roll, one pound, pull up, two pound, pull up, mid-range, get to the rack. That's guaranteed 80, 90% scoring accuracy. No, you know what these kids do? They set up for the screen, Coop. They come off the roll and take a three. You can't shoot, my nigga. Why are you shooting three balls? You can't shoot. My nigga, you can't shoot. My nigga, you can't shoot. You can't shoot, my nigga. Like, you can't shoot. Like, you can't shoot. Stop shooting. Keep saying it, Jax. Keep saying you it, Jax. can't shoot. And I'm saying it, bro, listen. If you are a parent out here, listen, I am not, like I just said, I'm not Eric Sposher. However, at girls basketball in, within the city of Jacksonville, I'm a top three coach. And I, I, I and y'all know I don't. I'm a very humble dude. I don't even say shit out of kind. Like I don't do shit like that. Y'all ain't never even heard me boast about coaching on here ever. But I guarantee I'm a top three coach in girls basketball. Listen, parents, your child cannot shoot. Tell them to go to the fucking hole. Stop <laughs> shooting. You can't shoot, my nigga. My nigga, you can't shoot. <laughs> Stop. Stop. You can't <laughs> shoot, bro. Hold on, hold on, Jax, Jax. Let's put it in context. Every team that we know for a fact is finna go far in the playoffs has some sort of some sort of front court presence. If that don't explain anything else to you, like the Jax. only ones, the, the only ones who can get away with that shit is the Warriors, and that's because they got the Splash Brothers. But everybody else, they understand. Yo, I need a reliable big <laughs> in that hole. Because guess what? 
all you niggas going to pop up this three because that's the way the NBA is right now. And guess what? A lot of you niggas is going to break. But you know who ain't going to break? The nigga that's directly under the fucking goal. Hey, bro, they can't shoot, bro. They can't shoot. And it's so funny, bro. I took my team on the road this year, my AAU team. We went on the road for the first time or whatever, right? And I learned a lot on the road that first game down in Bradenton, Florida. And one of the things that I learned or whatever is that coaches mirror their teams after the NBA. And this is why my whole thing about Steph Curry, like changing basketball for the, not for the good. So I got these teams that we're playing. We run it. I run, I play basketball. I got a big, I usually run with at least one big. Sometimes I run two big system because guess what I want y'all. I want rebounds, my nigga. I need, I need the ball back. You feel me? Because guess what? Because we, we chucking up threes, and guess what we can't do? Fucking shoot. So I need somebody underneath the goal to get the rebounds. But one thing I learned about these teams, my nigga, you know what they did? That uh, we, we went mid. We went mid. We split the games. We went eight and eight on our games or whatever, right? One thing I, one thing I learned about the, the, these teams, bro, either you, you're going to shoot me out the gym or you can't play. Because all the plays they're running, everything they're setting up, guys, is for a three-pointer. I kid you not. And the teams that got the money that got a shooting machine, guess what, y'all? They don't miss. They don't miss. All right, it's 9.30. Hey, let's hit these closing thoughts. I'll go first because I'll piggyback right off what I was doing. Talking about girls' sports. I'm riding home with my daughter, y'all. And um, in the car, she was showing me the women's tackle. It's like a tackle football league, right? And as she's showing me this, I say, damn, Anna, this kind of sweet. She's like, yeah, I know. And I'm looking at the plays. They look good, y'all. They look like real football, right? It looked just as good as college or the XFL or the USFL or whatever. Now, I looked at the stands, and you know what I said to my daughter? I said, damn, look at the stands, Anna. It looked just like our stands, right? And so, like, I look at the stands. It looked just like our stands. There's nobody in. And my daughter says, something to me y'all know i coach girl sports my daughter says all they want this is this is this is anna now y'all know anna so you know she's very intelligent anna say all they want us to do dad is cook and clean and be in the kitchen don't nobody want us to have fun that shit hurt me to my core because it's it's to think my daughter putting in all this work and doing all this effort to get better at sports to be good at sports, to get an opportunity at a scholarship. And she know in the back of her mind, my dreams and aspirations for the WNBA or to play this, because she was like the number three uh, cornerback for flag football in the state or whatever as a freshman. Or my dreams to play in this women's football league, it surmounts to nothing because nobody cares, because nobody is behind what we're doing. And for my daughter to say they just want us to be in the kitchen, that that really struck me, bro, because my daughter's 15. And, like, that's very discouraging to have a young woman who's one of the premier athletes in my city. Yeah, it's my daughter, but she's one of the premier athletes in my city to be like, well, they just want us to be in the kitchen. That's sad, man. We got to do better as leaders as men because and the reason why i'm saying men because 
the narrative around sports is pushed by us. We got to do better as men to support these young women, to support these young ladies. You can start by going to your local high school game for girls basketball. Whoever the good team is, if there's a good team, go check them out. You know what I'm saying? When we when we go back home, you know, Dennis uh, and, and, and Coop and Q, or whenever we go back to our crib or whatever, like Coop was saying, he go back to Duval or whatever, we'll pull up on a football game. It don't matter if we know any of the kids that go to the school or whatever, but we'll pull up. Who playing? Oh, Reigns Reball playing? We'll pull up on that. Right? Why would we pull up on that? But we won't pull up on Paxson versus Reigns for the district championship for girls. We got to look within ourselves, man, because guess what? I'm not the only nigga out here that's raising a daughter or that's mentoring these girls, bro. And they matter just as much as these young men. So we got to start showing them the same love and support that we show these young men because we can't let these women think that we just want them in the kitchen because we don't just want them in the kitchen. We want them striving, prospering and doing great things, just like we want these young men doing great things. When the next generation come about, it's not just going to be the guys that do it. The girls got to do it, too. And that's just where we at. So I'm asking everybody that's listening Take time out this year. I know the school year almost over. This next year coming up, man, take time out to go to a girls sports event within your local area. Please do that. Make these young women feel like it's important. Don't be like my team where I took a school of nerds because it's a gifted school and they make it to the state playoffs for the first time in over 10 years. Make it to the state playoffs and nobody's in the stands. When those girls look up, let them see your face. Let them know that you care about what they're doing. And they'll make everything better. Well, uh, that was real hearty. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm com- on the complete other end of the spectrum. Um, <laughs> uh, with the release of the future album, I've been, you know, d- looking around, going with the... Uh, seeing what the conversation is and you know um anybody that knows me from my djing days or you know when i was on the radio station <clears throat> shout out to 89.7 jc i see you you know what i'm saying what up god um i've always said women are the greatest anrs if you ever want to know what's hot with that being said you bitches are horrible you bitches are horrible because I say that because this future album came out. I know we talked about it, you know, everything else. And you bitch was like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? I, I just love when a nigga speak, speak that shit to me, that toxic shit to me, because that nigga love me. No, bitch, you a victim. Get out of yourself. Do better. <laughs> My second point, I finally got a, time, got a chance to sit down and watch uh, Gerard Car- uh, Carmichael's latest, uh, latest oh. special. Daniel, um, it was pretty dope, man. Um, the nigga came out and you know admitted that he was a gay man and his struggles of coming out being gay. On top of that, realizing how much it sucks to love a person so much, but understand that they can't that they cannot get down with you for who or what you are. That is a sad thing. That is a sad state. That was a very personal special. He had his jokes in here or there. And, and I realized the state of comedy is becoming more like 
where the great comedians are actually very great conversationalists. You know, uh, Gerard Carmichael is going to be one of those great comedians. He's very, he's very thoughtful, very insightful. Uh, I love the way he uh, does this thing where when he does give you a punchline, he intentionally pauses the punchline to wait till everybody stops laughing. Um, nobody realizes that's the thing that you don't do. Once you get them laughing, keep the laughs going. Um, but yeah, uh, it made me think about, you know, just certain relationships I've seen um, throughout my life with friends of mine, family of mine, where for them, them being who they were sucked because the person that they loved the most could never love them in return the way they wanted to be loved or needed to be loved. Um, so definitely, uh, if you get an opportunity, go ahead and check that out. Uh, it's on Roll Daniels on HBO Max. Um, very thoughtful, very insightful. I enjoyed it. Um, as always, be patient, be prayerful, do not panic. LQ, I'm out. All right, y'all. So, <clears throat> as always, drink your water because everything is bad for you nowadays. My uh, my final thoughts is actually is, is pretty simple. It's not. It's not. I'm not going to expand on going too deep just to save time. And that is this, bro. You are. We well, not you. We are becoming vastly unaware and losing the ability to take note of the damage our ego is doing. And it's not just in your personal life, it's not just in the world around you, it's both. The egos and the pride that we feel now, which we are using other things to classify them as, so we don't have to call them what they are, are doing a massive amount of damage to ourselves and to around us and to the world around us. And I, encourage everybody to take some time this week to actually learn a little bit about how your ego is and what keeps it fed and what you've been doing with it. Reason why is because I realized I had a moment, not this week, just fairly recently where I did something where honestly I offended somebody and while it wasn't my intention, I naturally just kind of moved past it and assumed that because I had said what I said and I was a person who normally offended someone else that I couldn't have offended this person. And so I, re I damn near reacted that way until I thought about it. I was like, you know what, who am I to say whether or not I did or I didn't. And I had, I realized that my ego was what charged me up to believe that there's no way possible that I could have done what this person was saying if I did. And so I recommend all of you because it's better for you to learn and understand you. It's a time and a place for everything, but too much of it, man. Too much of it, man, is dangerous. So all I got for y'all, be safe. All right, y'all, great pod. You know, glad we can all four make it back as a unit. Um, Do this thing again, episode 190. 200 is definitely approaching. Um. It's crazy because it is officially May now. I mean, and this year has just another got another month in the books. And as I always say, you know, keep your mental health in check, check on your people, you know, um, while everything is whether everything is in overdrive or autopilot, you know, it's always good to just make sure, take the time to make sure that the people around you are, you know, holding up. And that's pretty much everything I got to say. I probably won't um I probably won't make this 
too long, you know, as a closing thought. But what I will say is, you know, hey, thank y'all again for tuning in and making the time because time is our most important inventory. And also, as I always say, you know, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts at. And remember, when you touch that dial, like, rate, review, share, worship. Worship. And like that, we out. Peace. You a hater, hater, bear.